Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Screen Heroes. I, I am Derek, one of your regular weekly hosts, and I have my two other Lovely hosts with me this evening. Ooh, we're no longer fantastic. Nope, just lovely. Ryan <laughs> and Ray. Hello. How you guys doing? I'm alright. How are you, boo? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Tonight we're going to be talking about the Justice League and Star Wars The Last Jedi trailers, as well as the uh, premieres of both The Inhumans and The Gifted. Yes. The two new Marvel shows that have hit uh, cable television. Yes. Where do you guys want to start? Let's start we, with Justice League. Do we have any news other than the trailers this week? I don't know. If we do we? Not. We didn't really talk about this. Ahead of time. Harvey Weinstein was fired. Yeah. And so is Turns he, out he's a horrible human being. I was unaware of that. So uh, so is Andy Signore? 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 Signore, yeah. Signore. From the, Screen Junkies? Yes. Yeah. Similar also things, disappointing. Uh, both sexual assault and harassment over multiple victims. So... Win-win for everybody. We we got them out Except of the, the business. Victims. But well, I mean, I guess they overall... They get the stories out. Yeah. They they were heard and action that's was true. taken. So at, at this point, that's a lot. Usually, it doesn't go that well. So, yeah. you know, big win for media. Terry Crews came out and said that he has been sexually assaulted. I did not get an opportunity to read the article. But... So he was at a party. He and his wife were at a party. And a big wig, who he kept nameless, came over and just grabbed his junk wow. out of nowhere. And his wife saw everything. He Terry Crews asked him why he did that. Wait, wait it was a guy? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know. Guy. That's interesting. And... Uh, the guy uh, just winked at him and walked away. And so he compared a few stories with people, found out that this guy does this to more people than uh, he ever should. and Which is more than zero. Yeah. Yes. Uh, well, nobody should go up to anybody and just grab their crotch. No, no, but two consenting adults can do whatever they want to each other. So that's a that's a little <laughs> yes. different. If your partner in your home is fine with it, that's I thought fine. we were talking about yeah, people at like, parties and yeah. you're not in committee. You never just walk up yet. and do that. So yeah. uh, you know, especially not to a dude that like if you're gonna do it, like Terry Crews. Yeah, don't do it to a guy who looks <laughs> well, like he could knock. It was a former linebacker like, and everything else. Yeah. And that's exactly what he said. But he also said that the headline the very next day would read, 240-pound black man hits Hollywood bigwig. Yeah, he's probably right. And he would be in jail. So he decided to not do it, and he did. But he's not publicly naming who the person is, which doesn't really do anything for anybody. Well, it is a tough position, right? I mean, his career is at a a really good point for him, but you know, it could still go downhill if the right people... 
had a problem with them. Absolutely. You know, and that sucks that like, that's the case. That's awful. Sometimes actors get blacklisted because they piss off the wrong people. Mm-hmm. Bill Murray had Lucy Liu blacklisted for about 10 years after Charlie's Angels. And then, you know, some people get blacklisted in Hollywood for good reasons. You know, James Woods spouted the N-word and uh, said right. all these horrible things, and now nobody wants to hire him. Cool! It's a little, it's a little different, but yeah, yeah. No, but being you know, right now, being blacklisted in high-profile careers seems to be a bit of a hot button. And so I understand why he wants to keep it quiet, but... Um... Yeah, I mean, Gwyneth Paltrow and Angelina Jolie both said that Weinstein had harassed them. So, you know, even really big actresses that are A-listers could go back to when they were teenagers acting and Mm -hmm. they were, you know, put in these poor positions and couldn't say anything until they had a strength in numbers. Yeah, yeah. All right, well, that all aside, any other interesting news going on? I don't really think much else. Thor Ragnarok has started press screenings. Oh, it has. Uh-huh. And, and actually, the right premiere now. is tonight, but there was oh, okay. already press screenings coming to Twitter, like reviews on Twitter. Uh, from, the, from the reviews, it sounds like Marvel has another big hit on their hands. People are saying it's the, the funniest Marvel movie since Guardians of the Galaxy. Um that the humor is front and center, which a lot of people apparently have problems with. Not the critics that watch the movie, just the people that are, you know, thinking the about the, the critics. The cri- well, the critics. <laughs> the <laughs> people that just want to be critics without seeing the movie. The only reason why I would have a problem with that is because they did title it Ragnarok, and in the Marvel comics, not even Norse mythology, let's just talk about the Marvel comics. The story of Ragnarok kills off about 90% of Asgard. So that... Like, you think massive war wouldn't be funny. But they're not doing that. They're taking him out of there and putting him in the Grandmasters uh, arena for quite a bit of it. So it's it's not just Ragnarok. And it's not even Ragnarok. It's Hell trying to take over Asgard because she doesn't want to be down in, well, Hell. So Yeah. I mean, it's we, obviously none of us have seen the movie, so we don't know the entire plot. That's tr- certainly what it seems like from the trailers. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, I mean, obviously, they announced the director a long time ago, and if you expected to make a serious Thor movie, then mm-hmm. you were probably know nothing about the director. Or if you t- saw the first trailer, I know trailers can make movies look different ways. Like that first White, trailer White still down, was pretty but, funny. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. It was, oh, like, yeah. it was a humorous trailer. So if that didn't already have you thinking it was going to be funny... I mean, don't know what to tell you. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, this is, I'll say for me personally, based on the trailers, this is the the first Thor movie that I'm really excited about. The other two, I was not super thrilled. The second Thor movie, they tried the big old war. They tried it. They tried the darker, grittier storyline and they kind of screwed it up. So. Well, they've never really, Thor's never really connected as much as the other Avengers have. um, Yeah. He's always had that disconnect. Mm Mm-hmm. So I'm hoping that this one, because he spent the time on Earth, that's the explanation from uh, the director is that mm. he spent t- more time on Earth now, so he's developed a sense of humor and uh, things like that. That so. makes sense, because in the, all the cartoons and the comics, that's the same case. They grow when they're on Earth, and yeah. you know, fish out of water can't stay that way forever. That storyline's not very mm-hmm. intriguing after a long time. 
But to piggyback off of that, they did say that Hulk is going... They're trying to give Hulk a trilogy of his own. So between Thor Ragnarok, Avengers 3, and Avengers 4, they're giving Hulk massive storylines that connect between those three films. <laughs> so he can have have his movies without him having his movies. So, yeah, yeah, yeah pretty much. As long as he's only in 49% of the movie, they can't call it a Hulk movie. And yeah. That's I mean, it, that's cool, and it's also a little sad. Yeah, it <laughs> it's, it's but to be fair, he's already had two movies, so... Uh, yeah, yeah. And a whole TV show. And a TV show. Yeah. But that's interesting. Yeah. Um, I uh, I do want to say that Blade Runner 2049 was really cool. I really liked it. I know, Ryan, you didn't get a chance to see I it yet. I didn't get a chance to see it. Uh, I also read some pretty scathing reviews of it, so... Um, yeah. Sure. I mean, look, if you like the original, then I think you'll really like the new one, because the new one is just an updated, faster-paced version of the original. And I actually think it's a bit... Better. I think you need the original for the story to exist, of course, but I think it, it, I thought it was a bit better. That's fair. I really, really, really like the new one mm-hmm. a lot. The review, one of the reviews I read was from another uh, special effects artist in Hollywood, and he said that the original was perfect, and it's the only perfect movie he thinks he's ever seen, Whoa. and that this one... Which, doesn't hold a candle. Which cut is perfect? I don't know. He didn't specifically <laughs> say which cut, but uh, I mean, like he it, said that this was way too long. It didn't have any of the magic of the original. Uh, There's just a lot of things missing. I didn't. I yeah. obviously haven't seen it, it, so I don't want spoilers. But. It's a weird thing to say that a movie that has had five separate releases is perfect. You know, because um, weirdly Scott's never thought it was. Perfect. Yeah, I mean, the final cut, you know, is is what he's saying is is the appropriate version of the film. Uh, but it took four, maybe five tries to get there if you want to count the workshop cut. So, I don't know. I feel like it's a little disingenuous to, to say the original's perfect. <laughs> I will say this. I've actually met hardcore sci-fi fans that claim that. And one was my sophomore English teacher. She was like, you guys are never going to find a movie that's better than the book it was based off of. Except Blade Runner. All of you should watch Blade Runner and go set to uh, Android stream of Electric Sheep on Fire. <laughs> Like, oh. I, I like the book a lot. Okay. Um, well, I just, I've met hardcore sci-fi fans that stick to that the entire time, and I really just feel like it's silly as hell. I mean, really, Scott was, was like, at the peak of his game. Of course, that movie. Yeah. And, and, I mean, depending on the version you watch, yeah, I mean, I could see it being very close to perfect for a lot of people, but... You know, I mean, I'm open to new things. I, yeah. I'll, I'll see the new one at some point. And, well, uh, I love the original. Uh, it's one of my favorite movies of all time. I love the book, Do Android's Dream of an Electric Sheep. I've got the little car, the police car yeah. back there. Um, I've actually heard of a lot of people walking out of this movie because of how long it was. It's it was long. so Look, long. It's, like... a, it's a long movie, okay? But in the same age where people are complaining about ticket prices, it seems weird to complain that a movie is long. It's two hours and 45 minutes, so three hours with previews. Um, it's not a short film, but I don't think that's bad. I mean, the Lord of the Rings movies are massive. Yeah, absolutely. This movie filled every minute of its time. Not one minute I thought was wasted. Uh, Ridley Scott produced it, and Dennis Villeneuve. Wow. I've never spoken French. I do not know how to pronounce his last name, and I'm terribly sorry. He's a really good director. I loved Arrival. I love this, and I think he's kind of solidified his future in big blockbuster movies. I really think that this movie is going to be the step that other studios 
mm-hmm. are going to use to approach him with a Star Wars or a DC or a Marvel. Since That's those right. are the biggest films currently. This film also flopped, basically, on the yes, first weekend. It, 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 made, it made over $30 million. Um, I will say that. It did not meet expectations, but the original was a flop, too. Yeah. It was. So, you know, to it doesn't really mean much for this particular franchise. Except that in this day and age... If it didn't make a hundred million or ninety million at the box office on opening night on opening weekend, then you know they're probably not going to make another. Well, so uh, let's uh, well, talk just, about that for a second. I don't think like there's a need for a third one, just like there was a need for a second one, right? Right? Um, maybe well, but even less so. Every movie that they release, they're doing, they're trying to make it into a you know a sequel or a universe or whatever. So I mean. It, I think that's true. I think that that's true of most movies. I, I just don't think that that is going to be a problem with this film. I think that this film is, it's slow in the same way as the original is slow, but it's got better action. It's got a more interesting story, in my opinion. Um, the original was boring at times, and I love it. This movie's not boring. Um, but... You know, maybe maybe it will maybe it will go down as being a bad sequel. I don't know. I let's definitely talk about what Ryan brought up for just a second. So, do you guys remember back in the '90s and early 2000s when every single studio lined up big budget action films, uh, blockbusters, things like that, to mid range and small little artsy stuff? And like, there was a range of budgets, and now I feel like everything has to be a blockbuster it has to be a connected universe there has to be options for at least two to three sequels that there's nothing in between anymore it's all these smaller indie companies that are putting out the romantic comedies like one of the best movies of the year uh uh critically has been the big sick and it was just a romantic comedy like there was nothing special about it it was it's the same with video games. The bigger companies want a, the bigger money. And you're not going to make a billion dollars off of a small idea. You well, know. So or a new idea. Martin Scorsese. It's pretty much tried and true. More or less. Maybe not an IP that's tried and true. but Yeah. Martin Scorsese has Robert De Niro attached for his next film. And every major studio passed on it because it was too risky. Is that the Joker movie? So, no. <laughs> so Netflix option to pick it up. Like, when Netflix is picking up your movie and your two biggest names attached to it are De Niro and Scorsese, I feel like that's a problem. Why are you passing on this? Like, But that, that that's just the way the industry goes now for entertainment in general. The, the market that goes to the movies is not the Martin Scorsese, Robert De Niro market. That's our parents who are now going to the movies less. Basically, millennials are ruining the movies, just like they ruin everything. Well, Mm. I would say it's also the generation before the millennials, too. It's those two generations. Generation X. Yes, it's it's Generation X, Y, whatever. Um, Basically, the 13 to 45 demographic, is that's who goes to the movies more than anybody else. And they want the big stuff. They want the flashy stuff. People go to the theaters for certain kinds of films. There are plenty of movies that I don't want to spend 15 bucks a ticket on because there aren't big special effects. So I'll wait for it to come out and I'll watch it at home, right? But a movie like Thor Ragnarok, yeah, I want to see that on the big screen. That's uh, completely fair. You know? No. Because people have so limited amounts of money. Our problem we're not killing the films millennials aren't doing it gen x is not doing it it's the fact that they raise ticket prices so incredibly high like 
They've inflated way more than a lot of other things have. It, it, it's, it's that combined with the fact that the TVs at home are better. We're not watching these on a 13-inch tube CRT anymore. We're watching them on 65 to 80-inch LED TVs, some of which are curved in 4K and all this kind of stuff that we can stream for a buck ninety-nine from Amazon. Hell, some of our friends have projectors. I mean, that's that's why. We can sit at home, eat our food, have our friends over, sit where we want, pause it if we need to, right, for two bucks instead of going out and spending 50 See, I think that to your point of the inflating ticket prices, uh, that's why I think that movie pass thing went so crazy viral um, mm-hmm. when it when they dropped the prices to ten dollars a month. I mean, that's because that's the price of one movie ticket for most people in most areas. So, you know, like Derek said, he's not going to spend the money to go see a, a smaller indie film at the theater that's a romantic comedy. But if he's paying ten bucks a month for unlimited movies, then that would be more feasible that he might be able to find the two hours in a schedule to go do it. And, and not spend anything extra on it. So. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I'm mean, still planning on trying that thing out. Yes. Yeah, yeah, shipping the cards out. AMC you, is trying you, to put a stop to it for their theater chain. Yeah, um, they can't. The way it works, I don't see a way that it works. Well, they they because it uses a credit card. Like you can't, they can no longer accept Mastercard. That would do a pretty big damage to so, the business. That would. Mastercard the, has the cheapest fees of all credit cards. The the question really comes down to who would be less happy about that, AMC or Mastercard? Yeah, yeah. right. I mean, I don't know, um, but I understand well, it, right? I, because I spend if we see a movie in Dolby at at our theater, it's fifteen and change a ticket. So even if the movie pass was twenty bucks a month, which it's not, it's ten. But yeah. if it was twenty bucks a month, I'd only have to see two movies a month. But the point of the movie pass <laughs> thing is to fill. The seats that aren't going to be filled anyway. So, and those people might buy popcorn, might buy other things. So it's not like there's no benefit to the theater. I do understand that. I do. I do. Um, but I do understand why I don't think it's sustainable either. It's why Netflix basically reports a loss every quarter, yeah. right? Yeah, it's 10 bucks a month, and that sounds sure. great for all of us. But, I mean, but... the business plan is not something over here. You know, the, no, whether, know. whether Movie Pass is going to be a long-term thing or not. But right now, I mean, for 10 bucks a month, that's if you're a movie aficionado, then, I mean, that seems like it's a pretty good deal. It, Maybe they'll die out. It's Maybe totally they'll is. be able to negotiate better prices on the tickets. But I just think if AMC, Cinemark, and B&B get together, and maybe Phoenix, then... And decide they're not accepting MasterCard? then I think that's going to go away real quick. I mean, <laughs> Except that they're not going to do that. That would be stupid. If it was a collective agreement? Yeah, but they're not going to, they're going to lose so much well, money. We'll see what rolls out over here, fans or corporations. So let's move on. Let's talk Justice League trailer. All what right, did you guys think? Um, I, I thought it was fine. I actually think I prefer the previous trailer more. Um, this one didn't seem quite as coherent, if that makes sense. I appreciate the Clark stuff. That. that was a great way to yeah. have Superman in the trailer without saying Superman is in the trailer. You know? Absolutely. Because there apparently are still some people out there that think that he's really dead and not coming back. It's I talked only, to one today. It's only the people that Jason Momoa personally yells at. Yeah. <laughs> like... to, to be fair, I mean, we don't know that he'll absolutely be back in this movie. Yes, I mean, we do. Come on, he'll be back in the movie. Yeah. It's yeah. ridiculous, guys. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's so funny. In fact, I just want to, like, so uh, I, f- I forget who it was, so I apologize if I'm not name dropping the person, but somebody was posting a picture of some Justice League stuff that was at a store, and it was a Pez set of Justice League. And it oh, was, was Kenneth. Okay. And it was everybody. Including Superman, but not Wonder Woman. <laughs> that 
that sounds, sounds about right. We're, we're back to that. Again. Sounds about right. <laughs> the guy who's in zero of the marketing for the film is replacing the person who's the lead in the marketing for the film. Yeah, that totally makes sense. <laughs> like, whose decision was that? I just that made me kind of somebody pointed out something chuckle. really cool that uh, the first. Justice League trailer started with Batman. The second one started with Wonder Woman, and the third one starts with Superman. And so, like, they yeah, oh, Trinity. Yeah, I didn't notice that. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Didn't somebody notice pointed that. it out to me. I didn't notice it. I, as the DC fanboy, did, totally missed that. Altogether. I just, you know, it's really cool. Like the scenes look a lot of fun. They brightened up this trailer a lot. There was a lot of reds and oranges as opposed to the blacks and blues. So mm. that was really visually pretty. And I'm excited for the film. Every day that goes by, I'm more excited for Justice League. I I get less and less excited about Marvel because they can do good stuff. I've seen them do good stuff. Well, they also come out with three movies a year. That's true. How many does DC come it's, out? Yeah. it's oversaturation, in my opinion. Like, oh, gonna see the new Marvel chapter this yeah. week. Like now, you're just so invested in Marvel, you feel like you have to see it. It's almost Absolutely. an obligation, you know. Well, we're we're so close to Thanos finally doing something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel like it's been decades. Yeah. <laughs> it has. It's been a decade. Next year. <laughs> so you know, yeah, it's totally different, right? But at this point for the DCEU I mean it's really two movies three movies this is the three no, this will be the four. fourth there's, I mean Suicide Squad there's is Man of like, Steel Suicide Squad BVS and Wonder Woman so this oh, is right. number Since five fifth, yeah. yeah I know I, I know it's just like the, those aren't Suicide Squad is tangential yeah absolutely know, and, they're uh, not super connected and, yeah and I appreciate that Man of Steel was more of retconned into it <laughs> in yeah. BVS not you right. know, uh, so that, that's all I meant. Whereas, um, you know, Marvel at this point, we've had how many? 17? Oh, God, I've lost I count. Plus all the TV or, shows, or plus 17. all the, you know. You know? Um, so anyway, yeah, so that we're just kind of like on a cycle with Marvel. We're like, oh, yeah, the next Marvel movie's coming out, you know? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I would say. At this point, the Marvel movie happens as about as often as my period. So, like, I can just count on it. <laughs> I'm not sure that math is, holds up, but, you know. Between a new TV we show. We don't want to know what kind of birth control she's on, Derek. That would reduce her period <laughs> I'm on the three Marvel. times a year. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm on the Marvel birth control. Yeah. I'm, no, no market is untapped by that's Disney. That's right. Uh, <laughs> one, one of the pills looks like Captain America. One, yes! looks, like, one looks like Mjolnir. Oh! Uh, I love so it. I, I really like the trailer. Um... It was nice for me seeing some of the uh, poli- more polished uh, effects because mm. there were a lot of scenes. For example, one thing I had a major problem with, I don't know if you guys remember way back when the first trailer came out, was the way Cyborg looked. Mm-hmm. Actually, that was not even a trailer. That was like the behind-the-scenes uh, like featurette or whatever the that they show. Yeah, the exactly. Because yeah. um, I thought he looked like Megatron. Like the, His armor was constantly yeah, moving was and doing this stuff. And now he has like more solid plates in the scenes that, where he had all those little mechanical things. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so they're going with a more traditional look, it looks like. And, and I'm much more excited about that because I hated the way he looked. Um the, the a lot more red, like you were saying, like there's scenes where it was literally Wonder Woman in the middle of a street, like I think when um, Batman's like speeding away and, yeah. the thing and she like lands on the ground, and before in the last trailer it was just like bright, mm-hmm. you know, and everything, and now it's red and doom and everything all around it, and it looks like this whole city's been now destroyed, whereas before it looked like maybe a few blocks were torn up, but. Overall, pretty good. The scale seems to be unknown at this point. It's, yeah, between the two trailers, it's hard to predict. It's either completely destroyed the entire Earth, or eh, somebody had a couple bad days in there, you know. But like, it seems to be the go-to to 
have all these heroes come together to fight like a innumerable amount of force, I guess. Faceless, nameless, just beings. Parademons. But the parademons have been in comics before. Sure. You know, Ultron in the comics rarely created the big army. He didn't have to. He was tapped into the internet. He could have done whatever he wanted yeah. to. Yeah. And then the Chitari was created by Joss Whedon for the film. So at least the parademons have been around. That's There's true. history behind them. And their faces are terrifying. And they actually they like, from, zoomed in on them. Apparently they're like converted inhabitants of the planets that yeah. they've taken over. And to be fair, this is also very similar to the story of how the Justice League usually gets together. It's always some sort Has of invasion. Were the Parademons convert? Like I thought they were they were a separate army, not like converted well, people they, from planets they've taken over. That I don't know. It's rarely like it's very lightly touched on, right? But they're they're not human, and the comics never really show them taking over humans. Well, they flat out show in the do. trailer like yeah. somebody turning in. I mean, I, you don't see it actually turn into a Parademon, but it's implied that that's what's going yeah. on. It's implied that they're this kind of like faceless amalgamation of things as an army in the comic books they just never show humans getting like assimilated i guess Um, but most of the time the justice league gets together because something with apocalypse happens and there's a bunch of parademons is usually how it happens um so you know this is kind of how you get the justice league together if they had done something else then people would probably complain that it's not Source material. I did so. like that they listened to all the criticism from the trailer, final trailer with uh, BBS, and then that was the one that showed uh, Doomsday like front and center. You got to see him 100% clearly, Cave oh, Troll, yeah. uh, Doomsday. Uh, but in this one, you barely see Steppenwolf. You see mm-hmm. like one scene of him fighting Wonder Woman looks, looks really cool, and that's about it. You don't get an up close shot, you don't his see mark anything. on the ground, which was really neat. Mm-hmm. Right. So I thought that was really great because that was one of my big criticisms of the trailers of BVS was that it gave away the villain right there. You see that yeah. it's Doomsday. You see exactly what he looks like. There's zero mystery. In this one, you see a lot of parademons die, but then you see Steppenwolf beating the crap out of mm-hmm. yeah. you know these super powerful people that you know are very powerful. So yeah, that was um, good. I thought. So we're 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 let's pushing halfway Jedi. point here. Yeah. So let's talk Star Wars. Uh, I know people are freaking out about spoilers. I, I don't really think that there was much in there that was spoilery. Some people think they revealed too much. Other people... I don't think they revealed too much, but I think it was yeah. pretty spoilery. If you want to go in cold, then there's a lot of stuff in there that, I mean... See, but trailers get cut to say whatever you right. want to I mean, say, right? I'm sure so... 80% of it is red herrings, but if even 20% of it is accurate, then, I mean... That's but you don't know, right? Absolutely. So going into it, nothing is spoiled because you don't know what's... Unless you were right on the guess. I mean, if you're so, guessing, but, I mean, you... As a newbie to Star Wars, can you guys explain to me why Kylo Ren's scar is now neoprene and not skin? It was explained by Rain Johnson that it did not look right. Previously. That was the scar's location. Yeah, uh, yeah. not the I, not I, the why it material. Physical, wow. I think I'm sure they'll explain that. I don't know that that's been like something that they've touched on. Okay. But the problem with the scar before that he's talking about was like there was a scar that went like across the bridge of his nose, and because of the shape of the actor's nose, it you know it didn't look right. But you know the scar right. across the eye. I think this one there's like one on his cheek that goes a different angle. That I think you're talking about. I don't think that's the same scar. I think that maybe it is. But, I mean, it's, like, underneath on his cheekbone, whereas the other one, they, like, cut it to yeah. be on his eye or something. So Unless it's just a huge scar that goes all the way across his entire face. Maybe it, maybe it is. I don't know. But that black spot doesn't go across yeah. his eye or anything. Question number two. 
Are they going to make Ray and Kylo get together? Because I hate that. No. That was completely a red herring. Yeah. Like, I mean, maybe, maybe they are. Uh, one thing I've, I said before The Force Awakens, uh, well, before, after we saw Force Awakens, I thought it would be really cool if Ray went to the dark side and that Kylo came to the light side and, you know, it was kind of a weird reversal from what they all expected, everybody expected. Um, they And they kind of implied, you know, yeah. something like that with this, but I, I think that was a total red herring. I don't think okay. Disney would ever do that, but it would be, I'd be all about it if they yeah. switched roles. Raylo. I, no, I don't want them to be a couple because <laughs> they're siblings, so that would be weird. But Okay, uh, question three. Have they made the crystalline fox toy yet, and where yet. can I get it? No, but there's plenty of porgs out there for you to get. I have a porg. I want a crystal fox now. I feel left out because I, I didn't notice it when I watched really? the trailer at all. <gasps> it was a it. super obvious thing, like, too. I guess it just didn't connect with me on the same level as some of the other stuff in the trailer. There so. was a lot of Pokemon in this trailer. I uh... <laughs> I have a, a similar opinion for this trailer that I did with the Justice League one, where I feel like the previous trailer was better. These, I feel like this trailer just showed you a bunch of stuff with no real context. And I'm fine with that, to be honest. But it's just images of stuff. And that's just it. Like, I, a trailer nowadays, it doesn't have to tell a story. It has to get you psyched to, so you spend your money. And that's so what the, it did. It's really pretty. So what I'm saying for me, this trailer did not get me as interested as the previous So you're not going to go see it. That's not what I said. <laughs> oh, okay. Previous, so I guess they weren't trying tickets. to get you to Well, I guess I'm not the target market. No, you're not. Uh, you know, Derek but, wants a small miniature story. Like, he just wants a tiny little logical... I just think that the, the first trailer they did for Star Wars had a narrative to it. That's fair. Okay? And from an emotional level... I felt more involved in it when, you know, at the very end of the trailer when the music gets all dark and intense and they show The Last Jedi in red and all that, like, that was, like, cool, intense moment. And in this one, I felt like it was just, like, someone scrolling through a giant gallery of photos from the set. See, I didn't, I disagree, because I think the whole, basically, you get kind of a mini story with Luke in this one. You see, uh, you know, him talking to Rey and saying... Uh, I've only seen this power once before and I wasn't scared then, but I'm scared now. And then yeah. you see his hand rising out of a uh, burned down rubble of a building, which we assume is a Jedi temple, and right. pulling himself out of it. I mean, that was pretty... No, I get that they're serious. trying to set it up so Rey and Kylo are like both super-powered you know, force users. Yeah, um, well, they're both from but, bloodlines that are you Yeah, know, which, I mean, it's powerful. fine. I mean, if they're both super-ultra-powerful, super that can only be so interesting. I think... Then there's no underdog. I think the so. <laughs> interesting part of it is that Luke is scared of both of them. Because Luke, up until this point, has been the most powerful Jedi that we've seen. Or Force user that we've seen. That's alive. I mean, who have we seen that's more powerful than, than Luke? Because, I mean, at well, this point, the, we assume Luke's been, you know... In the prequel trilogies. Trilogy, excuse me. Yeah, like like Mace Windu and Yoda. You, don't, you think that yeah. Mace Windu and Yoda are more powerful Jedi than... Luke is. I, I, I mean, think that in canon, because the EU is not a thing anymore, right? That in canon... Maybe that, I'm putting some of that in myself. You might be, but I think if you, if you take just the movies, the TV shows, etc., right? If you were to take them both out of time and put them you know, together, Mace Windu and Yoda, I think, are more powerful than So you than think Luke. Mace and Win- Windu and Yoda would have been able to go and defeat Darth guys, Vader and guys, the Emperor? not the time. All right, all right. All right, fine. Well, let's move on then, because we are over our halfway point here. We have to start talking about... Uh, the Inhumans and The Gifted. So both premiered within the last couple of weeks. So, you know, if you haven't seen them, go watch them. They're both on Hulu, so you can check that out. We are only talking about the premiere. It is. Damn, why am I torrenting it? Yeah. Um, yes, it is. 
They are both uh, on Hulu. They're both on Hulu. We are only discussing the premieres. First episode. So there will be spoilers for the first episodes, but not the other episodes. Technically, the premieres of Inhumans was two episodes. It so, was, yes. Um, yeah. They on, were the both premiered night, on the they, same night, they aired so. both. Oh, we yeah. only watched one. That's fine. Oh. It's fine. Hulu didn't really denote that, so I didn't know. Okay. Anyway, let's... Which it's one did you guys... It's kind of a shame because the second episode was... Better. better than the first one well, so fine. i mean it seemed like it was more of a continuous story for me through those two first two episodes but you guys didn't know so it's which one did you guys like better gifted yeah i mean gosh yeah, the i i talked about inhumans last week a little bit a yeah. little bit and i mean there were some appealing things to me about it and maybe you know maybe the most more nostalgic type feeling that i got from it but i think gifted i mean looks like a it's a better show it's got better you know writing and better more interesting characters at this point I and mean, it's a better show for sure i'm probably more interested personally in humans because i like the characters but um i think the inhumans had a, a harder thing to pull off because at least for the first episode it really doesn't take place on earth so they had to build all these sets make yeah. it look like it's alien they have to wear non-normal clothes versus in the gifted where they're basically regular people in our world in our time driving right cars yeah. like ours right uh, so the special effects are only when they use their powers or if some if a particular mutant happens to look different. Right. Uh, versus in humans, everybody has to wear weird stuff with strange buildings and beautiful stuff because they're king and queen. And yeah, many of them look like aliens or, yeah. you know, yeah. Exactly. yeah. So I just feel like from even if they had the same budget, Inhumans would have had, had more work job. to do. Yeah. Definitely. Just to be fair. Uh, but I do think that The Gifted is more compelling, and maybe that's just because I, I just know more about the X-Men than the Inhumans, so the fact that, like, I know who Blink is to an extent, and I know that this exists in the universe of the X-Men and the Brotherhood, that it's just more compelling for me. Blink has been on um, Days of Future Past before, we've already seen her. I personally like the Days of Future Past look a lot better than Jamie Chung's look. I really feel like they screwed up with the contacts in Jamie Chung's eyes. She's such a beautiful actress that those contacts look like lime green jello in her face, and that's unappealing. Everything else about Blink it's, is really good. I like that they got her pretty close to the beginning of her manifestation, so she can't control them as well as she could in Days of Future Past. So mm-hmm. that was nice. Um, Lorna Dane Polaris uh, is Magneto's daughter, Quicksilver, and Scarlet, which, which one is, is she? younger sister. The one who gets arrested. Uh, yes, okay. she was arrested. Yeah, she looked. She was cool. That was probably my the one I was I thought was the coolest of all of them. Had the coolest looking powers and mm-hmm. stuff like that. I thought you know well, she was the one that would start raging and like throwing mm-hmm. cops. Yeah, I was yeah. like, this is great. I love yeah. I love that character. She yeah. was good. I mean, her powers are cool, but they're also kind of familiar, which I liked. Yes. Right, you're not just totally thrown into the the unknown. It's Magneto powers because that's you know his daughter. Um, yeah, and Warpath was in a Days of Future Past as well. His older brother Thunderbird is in this show. So oh. we could have another connection right there. That's cool. And then Eclipse is the leader of the Rogue X Men. Rogue. Wait, uh, don't say Rogue. Uh, now I'm confused. Uh, oh no. The Rebel X-Men. I did not see Anna Paquin in this, okay? <laughs> but you did see her husband, Stephen Moyer, who plays Reed Strucker. Weird. It's all a circle. Um, I, his powers were cool. I like that, like, he doesn't just shoot light out. He's filled with light. Yeah. yeah that was weird. I didn't really know, like, he's filled with light, so he doesn't have any organs or anything. Well, like, they're just looks... really bright. Maybe they <laughs> all emit 
light. Yeah, maybe it's a maybe maybe every one yeah. of them does that. I mean, I, I don't know, right? Um, it does beg the question: What's special about his skin cells versus the rest of the cells in his body um, that he that they can control and suppress that? I don't maybe know. they'll explain. But I thought it was cool when he got shot, like you know, the lights like shining out through the the wound and things like that. Um, so the Struckers are all new characters. Uh, they were all and the created. The parents are awful. The parents are very bad. Now Stephen <laughs> Moyer and Amy Acker are great television actors. They've been in a ton of TV shows beforehand, but they are terrible people. She oh. is dumb, and he is dumb. And... The characters are terrible. Yes. The like they're the worst part of the show for sure uh, so far, with, without a question. The fact that somehow they're shocked that their mutant kids wouldn't tell their own parents who persecute mutants as a living <laughs> that they are so like those, it's ridiculous. Those two mutants were not they're not comic book characters. They're not somebody from. The they comic could books. be based off of okay. characters. I thought the but... one that could like make the the crystalline things looked cool. That was Absolutely. neat. That was a neat power. Very yeah. visual power. Uh, I mean, she's basically the invisible girl without the invisibility. She's got right. the force she field can make thing. Force fields, yeah. And that's really cool. It's they did a good job like making it look and like where it's I don't know hexagons or whatever all pl- you know like mm-hmm. a beehive basically. It looked mm-hmm. really neat. I liked that. It's nice to have visual powers for yeah. a TV show. It's tough for, like, the other kid that's like, I can just make things shake and... Or, yeah. or, or how far does it go? We or don't know. Quake. But, yeah, <laughs> Quake, which is already in the MCU, so that's, yeah. that was kind of weird for me. It's like, we already have this character, except she's way more powerful. Yes. But... I got nothing there. Um, so, okay, so... I think that the gifted does a better job of making me interested in the lead characters. I agree. Um, I'm very curious to see what happens with these kids, where they end up. Uh, I want to follow these other mutants in the underground and see what they're doing and find out what happened to the X-Men. Cause this is supposed to take place between uh, the final end of days of future past and Logan. Yes. Uh, this takes place somewhere between those two timelines. So, I would like to know, like, is this the event that they reference in Logan where Professor X, you know, basically wipes out most of the mutants? Is that what they're talking about or is this a different event? Um, I'll be very interested to know that. So they've confirmed that this is in the X-Men universe? It is. Okay. Yeah. Um, so much so that they're trying to get a Professor X to cameo on the show. Seems unlikely. But it does. I don't know. I mean... They want to do the same Patrick Stewart does TV. Did Legion get a second season? No. As Did far not. as I know, it has. I haven't heard anything about it getting a second season. Fair enough. That's what they wanted to do with Legion, is get Patrick Stewart on. Because Legion is also in this universe. So, I could. Different time. I had to stop Legion. We it, didn't finish it. It was way too... I had to be too focused on it. If I took my face away for two seconds, then I was, then I was completely something. lost. Yeah. That's fair. So I couldn't do it. Um, uh, was there anything you thought Inhumans did better than Gifted? I think Inhumans has overall potential for greatness. Wrong. The correct answer was more puppies. Well, I... <laughs> there's, there's I thought equal, we were connected on that, there's Rachel. There's number of puppies. Yeah, but okay. They each have but one, one puppy. puppy is huge. <laughs> and teleports. And teleports. And does a little playing I thing. You don't know that, that I, the other dog can't do those things. I think Fine. Inhumans has a better <laughs> roster of actors in the mix. I think they're acting poor material at this point it needs to be refined so you get better act, um, stuff to act you get 
with good actors, you get a better show. To be Cast fair, pilots are always like there's very rarely yeah, a good pilot. We're, we're comparing apples to apples right, here. That's though, true. Right? They're both one. they're both premieres, but keep in mind that Inhumans does have the advantage of the actors mostly being older characters and more veteran actors because of that. Including one from Game of Thrones. Which exactly. Is, yeah. Whereas The Gifted is mainly focusing on kids and younger adults, which means that those have to be less experienced actors just by the numbers. Um, so I don't want to give them too much credit for having stronger actors simply because they needed older people. Um, I think that Inhumans was just more visually interesting but again that's because it takes place on the moon for the except now part. it doesn't except now yeah. it doesn't right <laughs> yeah. so like they that's the thing so after the first episode inhumans immediately loses the one thing that made it more interesting than gift the gifted because now they both take place on earth and the gifted seems more compelling i really wanted to know more about the cast system cast systems always that did seem pretty interesting and they didn't really i don't think they're going to go back to that they just glossed over that like because your powers aren't as visual or your your mutation isn't as beautiful or whatever you're stuck working in minds like that is something i want to learn that was about cool and then that's... also like the terogenesis process that they like every teenager gets put like yeah. i thought that was cool you know i thought with the one chick coming out would be able to do the thing with the wings was neat you know and the, and other, then the guy, other guy he's a prophet that speaks in poems but he didn't think he of... got any powers yeah. and you know so that was you know interesting yeah it, it doesn't quite work for me, uh, a good example is the king. Yeah. Uh, what happened when he got his powers for the first time and they tried cover to talk? That. They That's cover when that. he killed his parents? Yes. Because nobody else was around. It looked like that was at home. I mean, they. I'm pretty sure he, they, they said that, and that's why... Okay, because the scene is totally in, like, their living room. So the scene is bad, then, if that's what that's supposed to be. But, I mean, so you're telling me that this poor kid, like, walks out of this tube he had no choice in going in and immediately kills his parents? <laughs> like, maybe maybe at that point they had started, hadn't started doing the, like, official, like, terogenesis process for yeah. all the people yet, like, making a ceremony. I mean, maybe, but it doesn't look like they had any safeguards, no. right? Because, you know, the... Well, the, they weren't expecting a person to come out and be able to blow people away. So, with but, boys. But, 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 hang on, but with the two new characters that we saw, the, the, the boy and the girl, right? There weren't any safeguards There were no for that. safeguards sure. for that. Them, right, they already know that at least their king can destroy people instantly, yeah. right, by just speaking like a word. So, how would they not know that one of them could accidentally kill everybody in that room? That's a really good point. That's really, good. just by straight odds, that should happen. So, we should talk a little bit about uh, some of the makeup and design on some of the characters because it's definitely a more visual show to be honest Fine. i like, wanted to talk about the cast system that you brought up but no I, <laughs> well they don't explore that so i mean we'd just be talking about how we wish they explored it more yeah. and i mean that's pretty much the long and the short of it in case you're just not interested in that i mean i guess you might not fair, be enough, fair enough um but so for the makeup and uh visual effects i was a little disappointed in a lot of it because agents shield i know you guys don't watch it but no, you're good. um the visual effects are really good yeah <laughs> really good in fact not to spoil anything, so I won't go too deep into it, but at the end of this last season of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., um, there is a scene on the moon. And so, first thing, is makes me wonder if they're going to do a tie-in to Inhumans, but um, it looked a lot better. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, and, and the makeup on the dude, who was the guy that died on Earth at the very beginning? Triton. Triton. That's a cool name, right? And I, I was expecting a cool character. The makeup looked really bad. The makeup was... Awful. Triton in the comics looks 
so compelling. It, it reminded me of like 90s sci-fi. Yeah. It, See, like, yeah. People on Face Off have done better makeup jobs in less time. So yeah. it, that was really disappointing. Gorgon was disappointing. Yeah. And you don't also really know his powers or if he has any powers or if his powers that he just born with a goat. Hopes, lower yeah. extremities. I don't well, know. Well, he can kick really hard. Right, but is that his powers? I mean, or does he have yes. actual powers? It, I do like how they, they well, were able to cheapen it by just giving him boots. Yeah. When he was on Earth, that looked totally normal. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, as soon as he walks in, I was like, you're a cosplayer. I've seen cosplayers right. with those hooves. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Karnak looked cool. He looks completely different than he does in the comics, but his... I'm sorry, was that the... the probability guy. Yeah. Yeah, that was neat. And the way they did his powers, I actually thought was really interesting. He it was, was a huge guy. It was great once they explained it. Yeah. But, like, for the most of that episode, I'm like, this guy's just really a downer. <laughs> He's right. kind of a jerk. Why is he here? And, yeah. I mean, I don't know these characters. I never read anything about the right. humans. So... By the time they show the scene, like you know, where he dies, they're like, "Well, we'll try that again." And he gets to show it like that. And that all was cool, of a sudden, right? like, oh, well, this guy's much more interesting now yeah. than, than yeah. he was before. Um, that Possibly the most interesting power set of anybody Absolutely. on the show right now. Yeah, that was one of the most creative power sets I've ever seen in comics or movies or anything like. That's just really, really cool. Most... I do think Black Bolt is pretty cool too, and Absolutely. Medusa. Actually, like mo- a lot of the royal family in the comic books is pretty cool. Pretty and even in the show, I thought I. I they have potential. Yeah, I stand by the fact that I think Black Bolt, if he's given better material, he's doing a good job, and the guy looks the part. I yeah. wish he would get a cow. Same with Medusa. She's um her actress. Serena Swan. I know is you guys good, only got to see the first episode. She gets a lot better in the second episode once so, she's on Earth. Yeah, Medusa herself, Serena Swan, was not my problem. I thought she acted very well, and the hair went back and forth for me. That's. That love scene in the very that was first great. Part, yeah, I did like that. That was great. Yeah. That was really well edited. Derek looks over at me and he's like, "That was hot." <laughs> I was like, "I know." It, yeah, 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 why not? Uh, but I will say that uh, when she fights Maximus and the guards, it was yeah, bad. It, was it wasn't as good. But it makes sense just though because normally. they kind of just like they cut it all off. So like. Yeah. Why spend so much time making it look really good if it's not going to be uh, an effect that's used? Because you're not going to need it for the rest of the season. So yeah, at least for a couple of episodes, right? Like if in episode two or three she has her hair back, I'm going to be really annoyed. Maybe that's a part of her power. Then why would she have been so upset when they cut it off? Because now she has no way to defend herself. Okay, so for like two days. (laughs) Yeah, when the whole place is being taken over. uh, A director a long time ago said that when somebody wants to be forcibly like roughed up or something like that. When they want to simulate rape, they'll cut off a woman's hair in the film. That's why the V for Vendetta scene is always really intense too because it's it's against their will. And I guess I just take the two differently because... Oh, absolutely. Natalie Portman's character didn't have any superpowers in her hair. So yeah. <laughs> the, the coolest like... part about Medusa is obviously her hair because her outfit sucks, but, but like that's her they power, got rid though. of it. So if you want to stop her, that's what you just. But then do. In, the, in the second episode, she is shown to be more than just her hair. Yeah. So well, and right. that's I good. Mean, yeah, I assume she has to be right. She's not queen because she has cool hair, right? You know, but um, but they do touch on. I don't remember if it was in the first second episode. Um, so you guys may not have seen it, but they do go into kind of like her and uh, Black Bolt's first meeting and like. Yeah, the first. Okay, episode. I didn't know. Yeah. I couldn't remember if that a was little the first bit episode. Anyway, I'm not sure how. You know, much farther they go. But. I liked that part. I liked that the flashbacks were small and minimal, and they went from like scene to scene to scene. It was really, it flowed really well. It wasn't like the Arrow flashbacks where 
you know, there's a commercial break and you're on the island. Commercial yeah. break, you're in Star City. Commercial break, they you're on the They did get island. better about that, but it's yeah. still... I understand. Uh, what did you guys think of Lockjaw? It was cute. I didn't think the CGI was very really? good. Really? It, it was very... It wasn't great, but compared to a lot of the other CGI that I've seen, that was in that show specifically. I maybe. I feel it, like it was the best that could be expected. Yeah. Well, okay, so here was my problem with it. It was very clear that he was not on the same plane of existence of the characters in the set that he was placed on. The shadowing around him was really bad. Yeah. It, it was just... It was old, split-screen-looking technology, right? Like... Forget the detail on the character. The fact that he didn't look there. It looked like they had just put him on top of everything. So, you remember last week when I was talking about like the nostalgia, how it felt like a 90s show to me? And yeah. I kind of liked that. I That's probably agree. part of it. Like, I get that like the CGI isn't good. And, and maybe that bothered you. For me, it was like, it. maybe that was part of what... I hadn't really thought about it, but maybe that's part of what gave me the feeling that I feel like I'm watching a 90s... like. Yeah, science fiction show or something. But it's not supposed to be a 90s science fiction show. It isn't, but I mean, you know whatever I mean? reason like, why I find it appealing, it works for me. But I realize I that it might not work for everybody. I'm absolutely not saying you can't like it because it looks like that. I'm just saying that like, a show like The Oroville, for example, is trying to look like the 90s Star Trek, yeah. right? Like it just is. And so there's going to be some stuff that looks like 90s Star Trek. But this Inhuman show is supposed to fit in with the rest of the MCU. I agree with you. Like I'm not arguing that. So I just, I just felt like the character itself was overlaid on everything with a shadow effect that was just really distracting. Yeah. So rumor has it that this is done in humans is done because of the critical reception, because of the lack of sales of the IMAX release. Well, um, so that was their own fault for making the IMAX cut shorter than the TV. Yeah. Cut. Yes. Why would I pay money to see a shorter episode? I, and I also, agree. there was no effect in that show in the first episode. Because it was only the first episode. Yeah. It wasn't the first two episodes, I don't think. No. I don't remember. And, uh, you know, there was nothing in that first episode, short of maybe that first shot the going opening. over the moon, that would have made me want to go see an IMAX. And even that was, I mean, not that thrilling. It so. was just backwards. If you want people to go to the theater, you give them the longer cut. Right. Yeah. Right? Like, that's a special you know reason to go. Yeah. yeah. Like, otherwise, why am I going? Like, that was the cool thing about when they did. Uh, Battle up the wall for Game of Thrones in theaters. You know, you got like a poster and you got the feature, you know, big screen battle, and they didn't cut anything from that. Right. Yeah, that would have been ridiculous. Nobody would have gone. Um, so, Do you think there's a chance that fans can save the show? No. I think once once the mouse has made up their mind. I mean, fans didn't really. If they really anything. love it, like, I, if the, it's just outrageous amounts of love. Then I guess it might be safe, but I just, based on what I've seen, I don't see that happening. Okay. There's so many cogs moving that they don't want to spend time worrying about one that might be broken. You know That's what I mean? Fair. Right? I so get that. they didn't bring, like, Agent Carter, you know, that show didn't really get saved after two seasons. They pushed um, for it, too. I mean, they, get, they fan, wanted the fans to cancel that did it like the first it, season. The fans that did like it really liked it, though. Absolutely. There were petitions and stuff like that. So, I mean, I think that. But this show would have to be really good. And they right. obviously love Haley Atwell. They keep finding reasons to put Agent Carter in nowadays Captain movies. Marvel, please. <laughs> Captain Marvel. So they, um, but they've got so many other shows. Of course, they have Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah. You've got all the Netflix shows. Right. Yeah. You know, and so they just have so many other things that they can be focusing on that if this is really bombing the way that it is and they're not making any money off of it, there's no reason to continue Maybe they'll trying. bring these characters over to Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. At least some of them. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they already have the Inhumans there. So. It would be a waste to totally, you know, Abandon shove it. the whole thing. Do you think it would have been better as a movie? Would you rather it stayed their original plan, which was for yes. it to be a movie in Phase Three? Or yes, phase I think it's easier for people to be invested. Like, I'll see a movie, yeah, right. But I can only watch so much TV, and 
base. I, I can't keep picking up every superhero show that comes out. Right, and, and you don't. And I don't. And yeah. The Gifted is interesting because at least it's X-Men and it's tied into the X-Men movies and that's a different universe. The Gifted is great for me because X-Men is what got me into comics and the thing about X-Men is they've always had minor characters that are never going to see the light of day on a film. It's not going to happen. They're not going to be in the background. They're not even going to be like a reference. But in the gifted, they totally could be. They could be on there. I could finally see some of these powers. I mean, humans doesn't have that appeal to you. Uh, I mean, I feel like I, you're just describing no, the same. No, no, you you're totally right. I guess I got my hopes up because I wanted to see an Inhumans film because this Me is too. a very dark royal family with a lot of issues inside the these like seven or eight people, and to wash it down, get subpar. People working on it instead of... Scott Buck. Get out of here, Scott Buck. uh, We would have better better product, I believe. But at least you're getting to see characters that you would never have seen before. That's true. Mm -hmm. They're they're also less recognizable, is is the issue. Like, I don't really know anything about the Inhumans. All I know about the Inhumans is they just kind of sound like knockoff X-Men. And Marvel doesn't own the rights to make X-Men stuff. Because, like, Black Bolt... Really powerful character, powerful sure. than, like ninety nine percent of the X Men. He can with a whisper destroy a city. Like yeah. it's and, and uh, knock off characters and rip off characters have become incredibly successful. Green Arrow is a rip off of Batman, and Deadpool is a rip off of Deathstroke. And... Iron Man was a C D level character for Marvel. Absolutely. So like, I'm not saying that they can't be good. I just hate I'm... hearing that. That's all. I mean, it's just like I'm just saying that for me though, if I, if I have my hours that are available to watch stuff. You know, I'm much more interested on a show that might cross over with the X-Men, you know, than a show that is about a bunch of characters I literally know nothing that about. That does cross over with 27,000 movies and 17 TV <laughs> I mean, shows. Maybe, well, here's maybe. The, do they? I mean, they, they exist the, in the same I universe. Mean, it the, might movies, the movies have never referenced the Inhumans. N- no, they haven't referenced right? the Inhumans. So, but we know that Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. takes place in the same universe. But I don't watch Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. So, right, but I'm saying it's all in the same universe. It is in the That's same That's what universe. the argument is. It, it totally is, right? But again, that's extra stuff I have to commit to. Like, I don't watch Gotham because Gotham doesn't tie so into you're saying if in, if in one of the movies Inhumans are mentioned, then now you're all of a sudden going to be interested in the show no, because I, it's all I tied will, together. Depending on the level of connection, I will have to be more interested in it to know the whole story. It was part of why I tried watching Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. when it first came out because it was supposed to tie into the movies quite a bit. Um, and I just wasn't able to keep up with it is the reality of it. I'm not putting a judgment on the quality of the show. You know, I just couldn't keep up with it. Um, there's just too much on TV. That's all. So, of the two shows, um, which ones are you going to continue watching? I'm actually going to finish out both seasons. I mean, with Inhumans probably being canceled, it... It makes it a little less intimidating because I mean, really you only have to watch right? one one season, right? Exactly. It's, it's like six to eight episodes or something like, that's like that. Not a, it's eight, it's yeah. not a big investment. I want to watch The Gifted again because like, I like the X-Men. I like most of the X-Men movies. Um, I like the characters in X-Men. Um, love the, the cartoon that you know was back in the 90s. And it was a ringtone! It was Eclipse's ringtone. Oh, yeah, I totally when he missed picked that. up the phone yeah, when Reed called him, it said da 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 da. I grabbed your hand oh, and I was like, Oh <laughs> yeah, man! I told okay. I don't have well, Stanley cameo. There was yeah, Fox's, that had a legit Stanley cameo. I thought Fox it was going to be a picture on the wall it. or something. No, but. Yeah. he was in the he show. Um, I just you know that is interesting to me, right? Um, whereas Inhumans just it, it didn't do a lot to grab me. But if it's going to be short, then sure, I'll I'll watch it. Yeah. I mean, if it doesn't get better, then you just stop watching it. I mean, that's absolutely. Like, I mean, that's what 
It is for everything. Pretty much. It's tough. Well, like when you get to like Arrow and Flash where there's like wow. five seasons and you're committed to the characters, it's tough. That, that's like, part of it though. I'm right? only so, watching Arrow now because I started at season one. Yeah. Well, so when Legends of Tomorrow came in, I wanted to watch that because it ties into that universe, right? Yeah. Um, I don't watch Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. So even if it ties into Inhumans, I don't have anything invested in that. And the movies have done a pretty good job of not referencing any other TV shows. Uh, well, the movies, I mean, there's if you've watched Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., then you'll pick up on things in the movies that are references to Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., but you don't miss out on anything. Like It's really minor stuff. It is. It's like some yeah. of the technology they used was developed by somebody in the show, and you've right. seen it in the show before. That's about the extent of it, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I get that. It, I kind of, I still wish you guys would watch it, but I um, wish they hadn't dropped the Deathlock storyline. I really, um, wish. he's probably going to come back. He still exists yeah. in the universe, so I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. A lot of he's a fan favorite. Ghost Rider though was really good. I wish yeah. you guys had watched that. I mean, the Netflix shows are all connected, so I watch all of those. Yeah. If they were going to cross over with Agents of Shield, then there I, is technically. I mean, you, there's a couple tiny connections, but it's yeah. But again, but like, no cross. You know what I mean, like if Daredevil was going to show up on Agents of Shield, well, You'd be I guess I have to figure out what's going on, don't I? You there was I mean? a rumor that Punisher was going to show up in the season finale yeah. of Agents of Shield Which because cool. him and Ghost Rider have a history. Yeah. So, but that would have been, I think, from a marketing perspective, a very good move because now all of a sudden I have to wonder if I'm missing anything. Yeah, and the Punisher you know? show is coming out, so you get to market yeah. for that, and your show that's losing ratings. Yeah, that would have been sweet. You I would have been a huge fan. That's what the CW shows do for DC. Now they, they're talking about how Black Lightning won't be in the same universe. This is the same thing about Supergirl. They, they said the same thing about Supergirl. Now, I guess technically you're right. She's on a different Earth, but they do crossovers. So, you know, um, I have to. I feel like I have to keep up on all of them just to make sure I don't miss any of those crossovers. So that's really it for us. Like the upcoming fall TV, our, our CW shows are back this week, next week, and the week after. I'm watching Gotham, which started up a few weeks mm-hmm. back. And then um, Black- Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. starts in December, I think they said. Yeah. So. And uh, the CW shows start this week. Not yeah. not Black Lightning, but right. that's a Black Lightning, show. yeah, it starts in January. But the others are all back. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot to watch on TV. We got a bunch of movies, of course, still coming out. Three massive blockbusters still have to come out this year. Punisher, uh, Stranger Things starts up in start the next... Up. I mean, Stranger Things happens at the end of this month. Uh, Punisher, the release date is iffy at this point. What with the yeah. massacre in Las Vegas, but we know we're getting it before the end of 2017. So, yeah, we'll realistically, see. they they canceled the panel, but they might not actually be pushing the show back. Right. It may have been planning like a mid-November release from the beginning. I thought it was supposed to be mid-November. I, I thought, thought it was so supposed too. to be after Thor anyway. Yeah, um, so that way everyone goes sees Thor and then they can watch the Punisher. Punisher yeah. yeah, you know, I thought so too. So, makes sense. Um. What else? Anything else, guys? You want to say any final thoughts on The Gifted or Inhumans? The 8% on Rotten Tomatoes is inaccurate. It's, it's not great, but it's, but it's, you know, it's fine. If you really like the characters and you just want to see them in live action, it's worth watching. But I mean. honestly, though, I can't imagine anything having an 8% unless it was like a sympathetic... Ku Klux Klan film like that's... the room by it with Tommy Wiseau. I mean, that... see now everybody loves that film. Most so... pilots are not not particular... because it's good though. Most pilots are not particularly good. Most pilots are not good representations of the rest of the show. Yeah, um, there's a few exceptions, right? There's always a few exceptions. Uh, we were talking earlier. I think you know, the Flash had a pretty good premiere, yeah. um, but most shows are iffy when they start off. You know, a lot of cast members end up getting changed, and sets get changed, and different things like that. Um, Looks you know, get changed, makeup change. Anybody who's a Trekkie should know that. You know that the first episode's gonna not be so great usually. Um, so you know if you at all found Inhumans or, or or the Gifted interesting, you might as well 
give them a chance. Yeah. You know, give them a couple uh, episodes at least to see. Yeah, it's any good. Yeah, I try and give a show a full season. I really do. And to be That's completely honest, Marvel has had great films, good films, and okay films. So it's about time they kind of have a bomb. You know, it makes sense to drop the ball once in a while. So Firefest. yeah. <laughs> I'm just not sure it's same showrunner coincidence. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I don't think so. I'm not, I'm not sure it's fair to call it a bomb. I think that the critics are are being overly critical of of the show. That's um, fair. I think that it once there was some backlash about the IMAX run being a shorter cut than TV, and people were having negative buzz. It became the cool thing to do to just slam like the show, just like that, right? Mm-hmm. As soon as the critics hear that it will, ma- it'll be, it'll be good for clicks on their article to slam it they'll slam it yes right and that's why you're not going to see that on some on on certain things but you'll see it on stuff like this there was bad buzz that had nothing to do with the quality of the show at all yeah you know that got people interested on the the slam train and uh, that's that's what that's what happened and it's a shame I bet that's a porn it, it happens to shows more often porn. than it really should um, I agree. You know, a network like, for example, Fox decides they're going to cancel a show like Almost Almost Human. And yeah. when they decide they're going to cancel it, they'll reorder the episodes. And all of a sudden, it doesn't make any sense. And so people get confused and stop watching it. Oh, the ratings went down. Like, you can destroy yeah. a show, you know, with things that are not the show itself. Absolutely. So. Studios do that all the time. All right. So join us next week. We are talking uh, Jim Henson films. Particularly... Yes. The directed ones. So we'll maybe mention others, but we're going to really focus on the ones that he developed. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because he did TV direction as well. Uh, Of course, you can find us all on different sites. He's a Star Trek dude. He's Buster Props. I am Siren Ray. Together, we all have a Patreon for. Wonder Twin Powers. Oh. Form of an ice gondola. That's the best best form you can come up with, Derek. Um, we all have a Patreon. You can give us your money. Yeah, all of it, please. All of it. We do have an announcement to make, though. Oh gosh, we do. Yes. I didn't either. He didn't tell us. I told you both about it earlier today. No, you didn't. Our host. Oh, I don't look at that. We have a contest starting. Tomorrow, which is the day this show comes out, if you're not watching us live. So on Wednesday, October 11th, we are starting our Facebook contest for a pair of three-day passes to Kansas City Comic Con. We want to know what lengths you'll go to to get those. You tell us the craziest thing you would do. That is not what the contest is. Oh, my bad. I thought that was No, but you can still go post that on her page. Uh, (laughs) If you want to let let Siren Ray know, you can. Uh, But no, go to facebook.com slash heroes podcasts tomorrow midday for when the contest begins and is posted. And there will be a post. And you will need to like and share that post and then comment with the number one thing you are most excited to get a chance to see and or do at Kansas City Comic Con if you were selected to win these tickets. And as always, Derek, if you if they give us a star rating on iTunes, you give out $1 for every star they give us, right? I, I do not. Personally uh, paypal from Derek's personal PayPal. The winner of the contest will be announced at a later date. We have not quite decided the end date yet. October 24th on our fan cast for Watchmen. Okay. There you go. Two-week-long contest. You Two guys week can long do contest. Uh, gives everybody uh, three weeks before the convention. Yes. So um, go check that out. Facebook.com slash Heroes Podcast. You can find all of our other stuff. 
at Heroes Podcast on Twitter, Instagram, Twitch, and Tumblr. We're also and YouTube. Well, YouTube, you have to go to heroespodcast.com and click on the YouTube link. That's fine. We do not have a vanity URL. so Like, share, and subscribe our stuff. Do it, do it, do it. Go to patreon.com slash heroespodcast to check out our new monthly video series. Our first video is still patrons only, and it is a really awesome scene from the Quentin Tarantino film Pulp Fiction. We've got another one coming up that's going to remain secret, but it involves all three of us. If you want early access to those and for some uh, fun behind-the-scenes stuff, go to patreon.com slash heroespodcast and become a patron today. These two may or may not be naked. Probably not. I'm off, maybe. I mean, if I'm off camera, you never know. So, <laughs> um, Thanks for tuning in, everybody. We will catch you guys next week. is Ryan here and I have a question for you what do you do when you win like are you a fist pumper a woohooer a hand clapper a high fiver I kind of like the high five but if you want to hone in on those winning moves check out Chumba Casino at ChumbaCasino.com choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes there are new game releases weekly plus free daily bonuses so don't wait start having the most fun ever at ChumbaCasino.com no purchase necessary VTW void prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus